0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my very first podcast. In my podcast, I will be empowering single mother with kids. I will try to help you live your life to your best, to your full attention as a single mom with kids. In this podcast, I will be supporting you, giving you educational tips, resources, and inspiring. Also, I have a blog, which is called One Journey, One Mom, W-I-X-S-I-T-E.com. O J O M. Please follow me and thank you for your support. Hello ladies and gentlemen. Today we will be talking about struggling with anxiety part two. Today I will be talking about my struggle with anxiety, how I have a handle on it, and how I overcame anxiety. So, let me tell you about my story with anxiety. It started back in 2000 and, I say 13, I had lost my grandma like a week before Christmas. And during that time, I was good. I was taking care of my three kids, getting them back and forth to practice, doing this, going to, going to school and work and doing all of this. So, I lost my grandma like a week before Christmas, like I told you. And I wasn't able to go to the funeral, funeral because... My kids were sick. I had three kids that were sick with the flu, and I had nobody to take care of my kids. So that caused me not to go to the funeral to see my grandma, which is my grandma. She raised me, so I wasn't able to go see her. So I was upset with God because I was mad because he took her from me. And I was mad because she would not be here to see me graduate from college and and to see me get married. So I was upset with that. That night, one night, I went to sleep. It had to be somewhere around like late December, probably early January, but I think it was around like late December, somewhere around there. I woke with went to sleep, normal as I would, me and my kids just sleep, and I woke up like out of my sleep. My body went from hot to cold, like in a matter of a second, and it scared me because I was like, I was about to die, who's going to take care of my kids? I didn't know what was going on with my body. So, I had, I called 911. They rushed me to the doctor, and my kid's pastor, which was the youth pastor there, she uh, met me at the church, I mean, met me at the hospital with my kid. So they're like, what's going on? I told them that my body went from hot to cold, my heart started racing. It's like my life flashed right before my eyes. So I went there, they did uh, check my thyroids, see if I have high blood pressure, they were checking all kinds of things. Everything came back normal. Everything was good. So I was like, okay, I can go home and relax and just chill. And it kept happening over and over. My body would go from hot to cold. My heart start racing. I mean, I, I would go to sleep fine, but it would just wake me up my sleep, out of my sleep. So I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? It, just, it was just getting bad. It had got so bad to where I could walk into my apartment, and when I walk into my bedroom, my bedroom, um. It was like a black cloud. Something black was in my room. It's like it just freaked me out, so I couldn't stay there. I was always I at somebody's house sleeping because I feel like if I was in somebody's house, something happened to me that get me there, that get me to the hospital fast enough to save me so I could be there for my kids. It was so bad, and I was like, go to, still, I had, it was so bad to where I was not even trying to go to work. I couldn't even go, I couldn't even go to school. Because it was just that bad, I felt like I wasn't there. Like if I wasn't there near my kids, I thought that um I was gonna who's gonna take care of my kids? Who's gonna be there for them? Oh, it was just so bad. So me, you know, I was heavily, I was involved in the church. You know, I, I went to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, me and my kids they were faithful. So I said, okay, God, maybe, maybe God. Punch. So I went to church. And I had these, I told the people, you know, like the, the prayer wars of the church, what was really going on with me and stuff. So, it was like, what's going on? Tell me what's going on with you, Felicia. And I told them, I'm not going to lie to them. So, I told them. And so, that's like, well, maybe God punish you for something. Maybe you doing something wrong. I was like, just questioning myself. I said, well, maybe God mad at me because I had two kids out of wedlock. It'll be not two kids. Three kids. Three kids out of wedlock. Maybe he's mad at me for that. I was like, maybe God mad at me for that. Maybe um, he was mad at me for not. I don't know it was going through my mind. Them people have, I, thought, I thought I was losing my mind. When I said I thought I was losing my mind, I'm not going to even sit here and lie to y'all. I thought I was losing my mind. So I was like, oh my God, what is going on? It was so bad to where, like, if my if I had to go to church, I'd be the first one to go to church. Like, Wednesday night, if my kids had something to do at church, I'd just go sit there at the... Just go sit there at the church parking lot because I felt like if I was this close to God, I'll be okay. If I was there, if somebody was at the church and if something happened to me, I'll be okay. Like it was just that bad, and then people telling me, thinking like God was mad at me, I must have did something wrong. For this, what did you do? So I'm questioning God, like God, is you mad at me because I had three kids out of life? Are you mad at me? I mean, it had it was so bad to where one day, hmm. one day. I had went to school. By this time, I had moved into a different apartment. Had I moved into a different apartment? Yeah, I had moved into a different apartment. And I thought I was okay. Like, I was okay. I had went to counseling, wrote my grandma a letter, tell her that I'm sorry, come back to the funeral and, like, forgive me. And I asked God to forgive me because I was mad at him. You know, all this type of stuff. I was just doing that because that's what I thought maybe God was punishing me for. And I reached out to my dad, told him dad I'm sorry I can go. He's like, I understand, Felicia, you have you single parent, you got the kids, you don't have the money, and my sister was so mad at me. But it was just horrible. You talking about having your you talking about have your mind somewhere else. Anxiety would have your mind all the way in left field. You wouldn't even know your mind would go there. So let me tell you about this story. I was on my way to school, college, King go, College. On my way. I I made it to work I made it to school fine made it and i know by that by that time my kids would probably beat me home or i beat my kids home Ooh, it's kind of hard to talk about this but i'm gonna talk um without crying <clears throat> so i made it to work i mean i'm not work i worked at i worked and with the school there so i made it i got work you know fine got the work and also i got in my car i was fine got in my car driving alone. And all of a sudden, before, I, like, I, it's like a, But well, you're not from you gotta. I'm going to tell you, it's like a little dip. Like, you know, you leave the city part of Kilgore, then you, like, go down this stretch of road, which is not that bad. My heart started racing. It scared me so bad. My heart raced so bad that I thought my heart was going to jump out, out of my body. So I pulled over. I was like, okay, please, you get this together. You can make it You can make it to Longview. You get, long, if you get to Longview, you'll be okay. You got to get there to your kids. You got to get there. So I was like, okay. So I pulled up and got to, it got, got worse. So I pulled up at the gas station, and I told this lady, my heart rate. So she said, do you want me to call the ambulance? I said, yes. So they called an the ambulance. They were telling her to give me an aspirin because they thought I was having a heart attack and all this stuff. I was like, no, I don't want to, You know, I don't like taking medicine as it is. So I didn't take nothing. So I was like, no, I don't want to take it. But, you know, I didn't take it. So the ambulance got there or whatever. But it's like, man, what hospital you want to go to? Because there's two hospitals, one in Kirgoire, one in Longview. I was like, oh, I should go to, go to, do I go to the one in Because it's like, I'm closer here. Do I go to one in Longview? Because if something happened to me in Longview. I'm there with my kids. I'm there, you know. So I said, I go to Longview. I said, take me to Good Shepherd in Longview. They're like, okay, come on, ma'am, Lee, I got my purse, got all my stuff, belongs at my, uh, my, out of my car, got an ambulance. And he was like, okay, ma'am. He said, is anything going on? I want you to ask me all this question. And, Lord forbid, my heart rate got up to 200. I could not, because I started thinking, my mind thinking, what is something happened to you, Felicia? you going to take care of your kids. My mind, when I said my mind was rolling, oh, my mind was rolling just as fast as my heart was rolling. So I was like, oh, my goodness. And he's like, man, you need to come." He tried to tell me, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. And I could not calm down. So I got to, um. Got to love you They told so they wheeled me into a little room, or whatever. And it was like they did an EKG. They thought I was dehydrated. That's why all my heart was racing. They were doing all this stuff. No blood pressure problem. No thyroid problem. No nothing, nothing. So he said, "He the doctor was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Your heart rate won't go down." By that time, my kids had came up there, and the lady that stayed up, up above me. She had brought my kids in because I was worried about my kids. And then I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, I was like crying, all this type of stuff. So the man said, I'm going to put you on something to keep your heart rate low. Well, he put me on something. What was that medicine called? Antel. Something. It's been so long ago. Antolog or something. Ant- it was something to keep your heart rate low. So I was like, okay. So he said, once want you to take it. Then here's this number. They're going to see your heart month. I was like, a heart month? He said. I was like, oh, my God, something's wrong with my heart. I was like freaking out because when I said heart I was like oh lord so he was like right here you he have anxiety he was having a panic attack and he gave me all this information on stuff that I need to do or how to do stuff so I was like oh my goodness oh my goodness so at that time by that time I went to go see my doctor and my doctor um let me go back before, before let me go back okay before I had got to the hospital situation I moved a little bit too fast um, I had went to my my doctor He said this lady had put me on some high blood pressure medicine I know y'all seen it all over the news I didn't take it because I tried to take it one time it made me feel weird and by that time I was spending the night at my sister's house because I was scared to stay in my own house staying at my sister's house staying at other people's houses I was everywhere I, I couldn't even stay in my own house that's how bad it was I couldn't stay so I was like okay so he said so I went back and I told him he said so she, so I went back to her. And she said, I don't know why he put you on high blood pressure medicine, blase, blase. But blah. By, by that time, I was too, it was too late then, because they said I had high blood pressure. I went out and brought me a blood pressure cuff. I took it wherever I went. I took it to church. I took it to the gas station. I, took, I mean, I took it to, church, to the gas station. I had to go to the gas station. I took it to the when I went grocery shopping. I took it to school. Wherever I went, that blood pressure. I was checking every 15, maybe 100 times a day. Because that man told me I had high blood pressure. And I believed that I had high blood pressure. I would take this, take it. So my son, which is my youngest son, JJ, he would always say, "Mom, you don't have high blood pressure. You ain't know, nothing wrong with you. You nothing." He always said, "There's nothing wrong." I didn't want to hear that because I had made a conclusion that something's wrong with me. So I was like, "Okay." Every night I felt so bad for my kids. But my kids, I'm like my hero. They're like my cheerleaders. They are my everything. Every night I would wake up in the middle of the night. We had to. I had to wake them up. Like, y'all come, we gotta go to the hospital. Like, like well, what's wrong? What's wrong? There are times they didn't even go to school because they were scared to leave me at home by themselves. They wanted to make sure I was okay. So, every time we go in the hosp- back in the ambulance, my son will always play Tasha Cobb. Mm. He would always play Tasha Cobb, and the song was Break Every Chain. He would always play that song. He said, Mom, you okay? I know them paramedics and nurses were like, What the world? But he 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 was the only one that was calm. My other two kids, they was kind of scared. But he was the only one that was calm. He was the, like the most common child, which he is to this day. He's still the most common child of all. He's still calm. Um, I went through that, and then I said, I got something got something has to be done. So I went to. They said, go to this therapist lady. Maybe she can help you. So I went to her. She said, ma'am, I cannot give you nothing for anxiety anxiety is you have to be trying your body on how to control your breathing on how to do different stuff I was like okay I was like Lord I don't know what to do so by that time I got up enough courage I said okay some lady had gave me some um, anointed oil I said okay I'm going to have to stay in my own house because I couldn't keep I couldn't keep leaving going back and forth at that time you know, it was like I was spending nights in how house I had to get up extra early so my kids can go to school it was just too much so I was like okay so I got in there and started praying in my house. I said, "Okay, we're gonna we gonna deal with this head off." So I got up, prayed in my house, prayed in my room, whatever. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna sleep in here." So then one night, I was dreaming, me dreaming, and it's like so real because I felt the devil clogging me with his claws in my in my skin, like just trying to try. We was fight. We had a physically fight, like fighting. I was fighting them. First he was winning, but you know, <laughs> I took the upper hand, and I was fighting. Him. I I beat the devil up so bad that I folded him up like, you know, like into like a little cube box or whatever and flicked it. And after that, I didn't have, after that, my house was more at peace. I don't know why, why it was like that, but I felt it. So by that time, got a little, I was a little better. I, I moved into another apartment. So, okay, when I had to wear the heart monitor. So I had to get him a heart monitor and I wasn't, I had to drop out of school. I hated that, but I had to drop out of school. I dropped out of school because I couldn't drive myself to Kilgore. I was just so afraid because that one time I did, did try to drive myself to school, to Kilgore, somebody had to come get me because I couldn't make it. I just couldn't make it to Kilgore, and Kilgore from Longview was maybe like 15 minutes tops, You know how fast you drive. So I did that. I was like, "Oh Lord, I don't know what I'm gonna do." I was just scared. So. So, I wore the heart monitoring stuff. I was like, okay. I did it every time I felt like I had one. I pressed a little button. So, I went to go do the EKG. You know, I had to go do the test, the stress test. And when I walked in there, it was nothing but older people. And it was me, my son, and some lady from the church. Because I couldn't drive myself, you know. So, I was like, okay. And I was like, Lord, I got to get myself together. I really have to get myself together. No, I'm the only young one. Everybody looking at me like I'm crazy. So, <laughs> so I did stress tests. he did the echo of my heart, you know, did stress tests in my heart. Where I had to drive right get on this machine, the treadmill. I did all that. And he said, Ma'am, there's nothing wrong with your heart. You have, you are stressing yourself to death. What are you doing? Why are you stressing? Why are you worrying? And I was like, I don't know because I didn't know I was stressing. I didn't know I was worried. I don't know. But he said, "I need you to start walking and running at least thirty minutes a day." And he was like, Sup, though. No, like, give up. I gave up. I gave up when I said when he said like caffeine and sugar. I completely gave up tea, a- anything that had sugar in it. I went cold turkey. I did that, <laughs> and I felt so great because every morning I would get up, I would have like a cup, a coffee cup, Whether it be like some Coke or tea in the plate. Like I'm drinking coffee because I'm not a coffee drinker, but I had my Coke and tea every morning." I just gave that when I say I gave it up. I completely with cold turkey. I didn't drink, I didn't have no no candy, no nothing. And I think I'm gonna go back to that, but but I'm not having anxiety or nothing like that. But it made me felt better when I didn't do this. So I was like, okay. So I started back working out, so I get myself together and stuff like that. So I was able to figure out what so it's like caffeine. So if I want to eat something sweet, I had to do it early part of the day, you know. Cause I had to recondition my body because I felt like I was doing too much. I would you know, which I would do be worried about stuff, stressing about stuff, stuff like that. So fast forward though know, uh, now when I first uh when I moved into an apartment and I had to like find an apartment, I would always find an apartment that was like closer to the uh fire station. Like to say if I had to move into an apartment, I had to see if the fire station I could probably have a cuff because if it's closed, I'll be because okay they, they get that can get to me quick. If something happened to me, I can get I that get to me quick. That was my that was my thing. So when I moved out here to Houston, I stayed with my when I moved out here, I, um, it was bad But I moved out here because I had lost everything, lost my apartment, lost my car, I lost everything. I just came out here with just me and my kids and some clothes. Came out here, to stay with my and an uncle, and stuff like that. It was pretty bad. And, um, pretty bad. That's another episode. Um, then I came out here, and then we lost everything, because of, because of the flood. Not because of Harvey, I'ma get to that. But because of the tax day flood, we lost, I lost my apartment, because of that. Because, you know, when Cypher was out, um, the apartment people didn't understand, because how they paid us. It was weird. But, Whatever. So, I went to court for that because they had to eviction me out. So, I went to stay in a hotel. I was fine. Working, staying in a hotel, but I was mad as hell. I'm going to say that I was mad as hell. Because I was like, God, how can you let this happen to me and my kid? You got to stay in a hotel and it's bad enough room for us. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Mad. Mad. I was so very mad. At myself, and I think I was more mad at I think I was more mad at myself than God. So by that time, I was um, staying in the hotel. I took my kids. I was still working at site Fair. I had a car, and um, I worked at site Fair. So I go for work from six to like six in the morning to like eight thirty. Then I go home for a little bit. Then I come back from three. and to be back for two thirty. Get up like at six or six thirty. That's how it was because I was working before after school. So I did that. When we stayed in the hotel, I wasn't able to go back to the room because I didn't want to be left alone. I wanted to be close to my kids. I didn't want them to, I didn't want nothing to happen to me. I didn't want nothing to happen to my kids because that's how my mom was conditioned. Something happened to my kids. Can I get there fast enough? Something happened to me. Could my kids be there to help me? So that's how it was. It's like it was a park beside one of my kids' school. I'll go sleep in my car. I'll read my Bibles, write in my journal thing, talk to God and everything, and sleep in my car until it was time for me to go back to work. Or I'll go to the YMCA and work out. But that was it. That's as far as I go. Because I would not go back to my hotel room because I was scared. I was scared to be left alone. I was scared to be by myself. And I was also scared of the unknown, because when you're by yourself, the devil plays with your mind, so I didn't want to be by myself, I wanted to be around people, you know, so I did that, I did that for a long time, long time, and I always stress, I mean, we always got, I always stress and worry, because we got kicked out of the room, we got kicked out, because I couldn't pay it, I didn't have the money, or how, like, if I had to pay it, I didn't get paid till the next week. It was hard because I had to pay every week and I stayed there in that hotel for, for three and a half years. Me and my kids stayed there. It was, I ain't gonna complain. It was, it was hard, but we made it through. So when I, um, when I lost, now I lost the apartment with Harvey, the hotel, because of Harvey, because I couldn't get to work and I just couldn't. So one night we had left. We had left my job. By this time, I don't even have a car. we going go on Uber everywhere. Everywhere we had to go, we was Uber. I was Uber. I didn't care. At first, I was mad because I was like, I was a way, don't got to wait till people come pick me up. When I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. But I had to do Uber. So I did Uber for, for a while. It was hard. But I did Uber for a while. Sometimes I asked people to pick me up if they could. Take me here if they could. You know, stuff like that. But I had to do what I had to do for me and my kids. Um, by that time, I had left work, and I was like, Lord, I don't know what we're going to do, because I ain't have the money to stay in a hotel. I ain't have nothing. I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. So I asked the lady, can my, you know, could my stuff stay in the room? You know, my son had messed up his hand, so he had walked to the hospital. And my kid's like, Mom, what are we going to do? we were gonna stay I was like honey I don't know because you know I'm trying to be cheerful be happy but deep down I was like I'm crying I was like well I don't know what to do I don't know what to do so I went I just called this number called the shelter and then my anxiety st- started to um Come back because I was stressing, worrying about different stuff that it has overtook me. So I know I had to calm myself down. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Part two. Back to where I was talking about before I was rudely interrupted. I was talking about when I had to go to a shelter when my anxiety was up high. What I want to say is that people that deal with anxiety, there are people that need someone. They just want, they call you and they just say, talk to me, because they're probably having a panic attack. Or they're probably dealing with something that you have no idea. So my thing is like, um, when I leave in the morning, my son taught me this. He helped me. Well, I used to leave in the morning before I found this job working at Climb. I used to be scared to leave them at home by themselves. Like, I'd go to work in the morning. They here, but they got to go to school. And I'm not there, here, to get, you know, something happen to them. So I always, that's how my mind works sometimes. So I uh, my son said, Mom, you can do it. This, I always, he always said, Mom, this, was soon as I get in the car, he said, Mom, so I listen to Tasha Cobb. listen to some gospel music. Just do do something to help you. So I was like, okay. So one day he said, Mama, I want you, you can do it. You can do it by yourself. You can go there by yourself. I was like, Okay, okay, if you say so. <laughs> that is me. So I got in the car one morning. I was like, God, show me that you always get in the car. I said, God, show me a sign that you're here with me. Show me a sign that you never left me nor forsake me. I always ask God to show me so that way, you know, one morning I was. Just to show me that he's there. I just always need that reassurance. You know, we always have to have that. So one morning I was going, going down 290. But this, I got on the feeder. And I never knew there was a train track. So I was about to call my kids and my heart was about to race. I was telling myself, bitch, you're okay. There's nothing wrong with you because if you have to tell yourself that because your mind will have you somewhere else think you're about to lo- you lose your mind. So I was like, okay, I'm okay. So I drove to work that day. By myself, I was so happy and proud because I was able to, I knew that I could do this with the help of God. I knew that I could be that same person that I used to be get in my car and just go somewhere. Just be able to get in my car and just drive. Not having my mind wander. oh, what if something happen to your kids? What if something happen to you? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Because anxiety is nothing to, it's real. And people don't think it's real, but it's very real. I am a living witness. I am a living soul, and I know all about anxiety. I know what it can and can do. Um, so I was able to do that, and I called my kids and told them what happened. It was like, "Oh, so proud! you so happy!" You know, <laughs> that is who I tell. But I also have to, when I told people at work, they don't understand because maybe they never dealt with it. So when you when people that have anxiety and they deal with stuff, they have to have somebody that's very compassionate, somebody that understands what it's like. Not, not, not for them to experience, but some have some kind of like, okay, you have okay, just calm down, you know, there's somebody to this to have that ear or someone to talk to, because most people think it's like, oh, please you need to take some drugs for it, oh, please you need to do this. No, I had me and Jesus had this talk a long time ago, and I told Jesus because I saw somebody who used to be on medication, that takes stuff and diets and all that stuff, and I not want to be like that person. I don't want to be zombed out, and I want to be cool, cool. Happy go lucky mom that I am to this day um, I didn't want to be on medication, yes, I do take medicine for different stuff, but I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to take it for that because I knew it was the it was the enemy I knew that he wanted he wanted my mind, so I try to um try to not let him conquer into my mind, so like if I feel like I to have an anxiety attack or I feel like it, I just call somebody, and I just have a whole whole conversation. They have no idea why I called them. I just need someone just to talk to. So, I mean, don't get it wrong. Don't get it all peachy. Green. Yes, I still deal with it, but I know what what caused it. Like, I know if I stress too much or worry. That is the main two triggers right there because I do stress and I do worry. I'm not going to even sit here and lie. Why do I worry? Because I'm a single mother with three kids, trying to make sure me and my kids always have a roof over head, food on the table, and always have some, some kind of sense of normalcy. Like, uh, like right now, I'm not stressing, but I am worried just a little bit, even though Christmas is not here. I always want to make sure my kids have the best of everything, you know. I just want them to experience the best of everything. Yes, my kids have everything, but they, you know, they say, my, We don't need nothing, I have everything, but it's just me because I want my kids to always feel like they're not left out. I always want to make my kids feel like they are, you know, uh, that I'm able to get them something. I worry about, um, excuse me, uh, my son. He's like he's very sick a lot, so I worry about him. Like, you know, sometimes I take off work because I gotta do this and I do. Like, if I get sick, Lord, how I'ma pay this or how I'ma do this? That's stressing and worries are my two triggers. Sometimes I have anxiety because of my hormonal things. You know when it's that time of the month and my balance is off, it throws it off. I don't have it often, thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah, praise God. I don't, but I know my triggers, and I I can feel feel like when I feel like one is coming up, I get in my you know I pray, I talk to people. Certain people I talk to, I'm very not I'm not really open up to like very open up to people. I know how people can be so judgmental because oh you got anxiety, you know you know stuff like that. I'm just very baby mellow. I mean I try I test you out. I try to observe you and just be like, okay. She might be easy to talk to. Or somebody I could trust, then I'll talk to you. But if you are not trustworthy that I don't see it like that, I won't say nothing to you. But on a note, just be be mindful that people do have anxiety. They might be ashamed to talk about it. Or ha- or feel for to talk about it because it's very hard to open up to open up to me it was very hard to talk to people about my because I was like when I said it, I was like she's like I deal with it too I was like it was so shocking to know that I am not the only one that deal with it that I know how to that I thank God that I know how to now I know how to like deal with it like I don't wake up because it, it was so bad I would be scared to wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom I was scared because if I get up in the middle of the night I'm not prepared to go to sleep and my mind gonna get the wandering. So I try not to do that. I mean, I try different things, and it has really helped me. Like, I gave up sugar. Like, if I eat some candy or something, it will be in the early part of the day. It can't be later on at night because if I do that next morning, I'm not going to be able to. I'll be able to get to work, but it's going to be a task. It's going to be a struggle. Or it's like too much caffeine. That, or if I or if I just be thinking about stuff that that's out of my control, like God's supposed to be dealing with. But I'm taking it back from Jesus because... I feel like I can do it, yeah, I did. then that's going to come up, so I teach myself not how to do it, I get a journal, I have so many journals, I wish I could just show y'all, but I can't, but I have so many journals where I just write down stuff, I write it down, and I, I just write it down, whatever I'm thinking about, I pray for people, it's just whatever, I just journal a lot, um, what else worked for me that I deal with when I have anxiety, like, I listen to gospel music, or I just listen to music, or I just, like, if I feel down in the prison, I play the game with my kids because, you know, I just play Mario. They might beat me in the game, but I play with them. So, I challenge you, if you are dealing with anxiety or anything, I mean, if you have to take, if your anxiety bad or what, I'm not telling you not to take no medicine. I just chose not to take medicine because me and Jesus had a talk, you know. And, oh, I have an, another thing I do take is uh, magnesium pills. I take that and it it helps you know magnesium pills magnesium pills it's up to you if you want to take it but that helps me i'm not saying it might help for everybody but that helps me um i also try to take vitamins and like if i get up in the morning i don't rush myself like i have a clock in my car Uh, if i look at the clock uh, because that makes me feel like i'm rushing and it makes me like 80s and stuff so i took the clock off my radio you know like i don't see the time on my radio or, you know, I just do different stuff that I know what would trigger it, what not to do. Uh, like, I get up in the morning, I try not to rush myself. Like, I get up in the morning, I lay in my bed for a couple moments, a couple minutes, just relax, get up. I try not to holler at my kids, but sometimes it don't always work out right. I try to just not get myself overwhelmed. Um, and I also work out every night. and then. I'm not going to say I work out every day, but I also work out every night and then. So, to people who are dealing with anxiety, just always know you are not alone. If you feel like you need to reach out to me or tell me some things, you know, my email is FeliciaLove474 gmail.com. You know, I have, a web, uh, I have a blog, which is called One Journey, One Mom, dot site, dot com forward slash OJOM. So I'm just letting y'all know that you can conquer anxiety. Anxiety will not conquer you. Remember that you can conquer anxiety, but don't let anxiety conquer you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast. I hope you come back and listen to me again. Thank you. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is April the 15th, so today is hump day. So I hope y'all had a good day, Monday and Tuesday. So I'm going to say a devotional, and then I'm going to pray that I'll probably give y'all some input, some insight, something like that. Okay. Today is it states, for April the 15th, it states, Trust me, do not be afraid. Many things feel out of control. Your routines are not running smoothly. You tend to feel more secure where your life is predictable. Let me lead you to the rock that is higher than you and your you and your circumstances. Take refuge in my shelter of shelter of my wings where you where you are absolutely secure. When you are shaken out of your comfort comfortable routine, grasp my hand tightly and look look. ...for a growth opportunity. Instead of the the loss of your comfort, accept the challenge of something new. I lead you... I lead you... ...on for glory to glory. Making you... ...making you fit for my kingdom. Say yes to the work... ...say yes to the ways I work in your life. Trust me and do not be afraid. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. From the end of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faith. Lead me into the rock that that is higher than. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foes. I long to dwell in your tent forever. And take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Psalms chapter 61 verse 2 verse two through 4. But we all with a villain face behold as a mirror the glory of the Lord. Are being transferred into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. And this is stated in the NKJV version. So today it is saying, trust me and do not be afraid. So I know a lot of people, I know a lot of stuff is going on with this coronavirus and you know, people have lost their job. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent, their light bills and other kind of stuff, their car notes, whatever the case may be, their house, you know, mortgage, all that type of stuff. People going through a lot. So God said, just trust me and do not be afraid. I mean, like, um, yesterday. I was um go t- going to the store to do some grocery shopping, so I told my son, um, get your mask or something, you know, like get your mask, and I want you going to the store like that, you know, without no, you know, nothing of your mouth. He was like, Mama, I ain't worried about that. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. He walked in that store with no masks on, he said he was not worried about wearing no mask. I was like, wow, so that means he has so much trust, even though, even though the CDC is saying, okay, wear the mask, do no do do this to protect yourself, even though he knows what the CDC said, and he knows what we're supposed to do, but he still said, I'm going to trust God, and I'm not going to be afraid, he said he's not worried about it, he said, <laughs> My son said he's not worried about that coronavirus. He said he trusts God. I mean, he trusts God. He said, Mom, I'm covering the blood of Jesus. I was like, okay. But I put my mask on. But he was like, Mom, I'm not putting no mask on. Uh, I trust God I'm covering the blood of Jesus. And we walked through the store. We did. We had dinner and came all out. But he he has that trust. I mean, I have seen him. This is my youngest one. I have seen him time and time. That stuff can go wrong. With me, I could be like about to blow my mind, like my mind about to go crazy or whatever the case may be. But even though I'm going through all this, he was like, Mom, why are you stressing? Mom, stop this. Just trust God. He's going to make a way. And I was just like, How can my son have so much, like, you know, so much childlike faith? Like, he, even though he haven't gone through stuff that, because he's still young, you know, he's at a teenager, but he haven't really, like, gone through stuff like, grown people go through but he's like no matter what he's he's i said so i always ask him when i asked him i said how is it that you can trust god and you don't even he said i don't know mama but i just trust him i just know that he's gonna do what he said he's gonna do and even though things have been rocky for us or whatever but even through it all he still trusts god no matter what he still trusts him he said and also he say many things may feel out of control like like all oh, this new, no way you have to be social distant from people where you can't, like, go get your hair done, your nail done, or just be around your family, your friends, or whatever. It say many things may feel out of control, but your routine, your routine, are not running smoothly. You tend to feel secure when your life is predictable. Okay, so when all this stuff was not going on, we life was like, okay, good. I know. Okay, I know I'm gonna do this day. Everything we had, everything predicted. Okay, I know I'm, I'm gonna do. What, okay, my kids got disappointment this, this day or this day. You know, everything was like predictable. But now since everything is not, so now we feel like we don't have no control. Like we tend to feel like we don't have uh, control of what's going on around us. Like we feel out of control. Like. Okay, now I got to be careful. If I go here, I got to take six feet away from this person. I can't go see this person. You know, it's just like kind of hard for people now. So he said, let me lead you to the rock that is higher than you and your circumstances. So God said, I know all this stuff is going on, but I'm going to take you higher than you and your circumstances. He he already know what's going on, so he's going to take us higher. So just think about it. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm going through this. But when we come out of we probably be in a better situation. I'll probably have a better job. But whatever we wanting, God said he's going to take care of you and your substance. So, like, with this coronavirus, all this stuff, he's going to take care of it and, the, and you. Um, it said, take refuge in my shelter for my wings, where you are able to, where you are absolutely secure. So, God said, keep, keep protection, protection. Um, Cap your angel around him. Just always ask God to keep his angel around me when I go to the store, around my car, around my house, around everybody me and my kids, whoever. I always ask God that because He said that in His word that His angels He said, Take refuge in my shelter for my way where you're absolutely secure. When you are shaken out of comfort routine, He said, When you're shaken out of your comfortable routine, grab my hand tightly and I look forward to growth opportunities. So I feel. Even though we go through this social distance and we can't like like our routine is like really screwed up cause we can't do because you know people had okay I know what I'm gonna do this weekend, me and my girls gonna hang out, we're gonna do this. But every like the routine is changed. So God said when you feel like when you when you when you are shaking out of your control, grasp grip my hand tightly and look for growth opportunities. So God wants us to grow more into him. Now. I feel like he wants us to be more be able to read the Bible pray day and night just be able to have a more of a communication an intimate relation with him so we need to stop being so how can I say this so um uh, like I'm gonna pray what I want to pray or I'll read the Bible what I want to read the Bible that type of stuff we need to get more into it because I feel like that's what God has called us to do and this time I don't know but I just feel that way because it is so much stuff going on people are dying left and right it is People out here shooting people. People out here robbing. There's so much stuff going on. And I feel like God is trying to tell us to get ourselves together. It is the time for us to wake up. Even though we cannot go to church, the church is just a building. We are the church. So God is trying to tell us, come on, it's time for us to wake up. It is time. And my son had told me when the all happened or whatever, he said, Mama, I feel like God gave us a checkup. He wanted us to get, to get it together. Like, he tired us playing around, joking, and he, ha-ha, talking about we a Christian. We not. No. God said, he, he said, he's not talking about it that anymore. He said uh, instead of moaning and the loss of comfort, accept the challenge of something new. God wants to accept this challenge. It's like something new. Okay, Lord, I mean, a lot of people have to work from home. They got to deal with their kids, have to deal with their home. You know, it's like all new for everybody. But God said, just accept the challenge as new, something new. You know it's like, oh wow I didn't know I can work from home I didn't know I could you know multitask everything and still be happy I mean always take care of yourself always have time for yourself but some accept this challenge is something new something that can you never know where this might take you you know you probably you just don't know it. he said accept this is something new and he said I will lead you." on um, from glory to glory making you fit for my kingdom so you never know what god is doing he, he's making you fit for his kingdom uh you can be you know working from home you never know your business can like you might think of a creative idea for your business something you know it's, it just takes off when all this is over you never know that is my goal that's my prayer for me uh say yes to the works i'll work in your life trust me and do not be afraid so God wants us to trust him and do not be afraid. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in this world, but God said, Just trust me and don't be afraid. He don't want us to be like live ourselves so isolated, live us like anxiety and stress and depression. He don't want us to live like that. He just said, Trust me and do not be afraid. And when I say trust me, I have a lot of um trust because like I know God's gonna do it, but it's like when is he gonna do it? Like some I have it's like a waver in there because like god like god I know you see what's going on like is he really gonna do something but i just sometimes i just step back and be like okay he's gonna work it out but not how i want it to work out but he will work it out so i just have sometimes i just step back and be like okay jesus i'm gonna let you do your thing and that's it so today i want i challenge you just to trust god and do not be afraid It's all going to work out. We're going to look back at this. We're like, wow, I can't believe we had this coronavirus going on, girl. We we, we get older, whatever, and we made it through that. Like, Lord, I never thought I'd make it through that. Whatever the case we're going to make it through this. So this is the Challenge. It's something new. This is a new norm for us to be able to work from home. And if you are working from home, don't be groaning, moaning, and acting all this. (laughs) Like, oh, whatever. Just be happy that you do have a job because there's people out there in this world who don't have a job that's not getting paid and they're about how they're going to pay their rent their mortgage you know just all type of stuff so don't be moaning and groaning This accepted challenge is something new that you're learning something new and just go with the flow okay so today is trust god and do not be afraid so Father Lord, thank you for waking us up each and every morning. I thank you, Father, for your mercy and grace is new each and every day. Father Lord, I thank you for keeping your hands and protection around us, around our kids. And Father Lord, I pray that you touch each one of our kids' minds and their hearts and let them know, yes, I know they're probably tired of being stuck up in this house, not being with their friends and all this type of stuff. But Father Lord, I pray that they accept the challenge that this is something new. This is, might be the new norm for them. And But Father Lord, I thank you that you Touch their mind so they won't be so suicidal. They don't depressed or have anxiety and worried about this and that. They just learn how to be kids and to enjoy the moment that they have. Father, I also thank you for everything you have done. Cause Father, we know this. If it wasn't for you, none of this would be possible. Thank you, Father, Lord, that you touch each and every one who may be dealing with the corona. They might have a loved one, or they might be or They might have it. But Father, I pray that you, I, you touch their body. And that their body begins to align with the Word of God. That their every muscle, every organ, every tissue, every cell, their body functions the way you designed it to function. Not the way man des- designed it. Not the way men want to function, but, but the way you designed to function. Whoever may be dealing with any kind of illness or depression, anxiety, stress, whatever. Something's dealing with the mind. Father, I pray you touch their mind and you give them peace, Father. Peace that passes all understanding. Not this world of peace, but Father, Lord, it's nothing like having your peace. The peace that passes all understanding. When you know you have the peace of God, you okay, nothing shake shaky. So, Father, I thank you for that. Father, I pray for all the million people that have lost their job. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent, their mortgage, or whatever the case may be. But, Father, I pray that you just tell them to trust me and do not be afraid. They will come out on this on top. Because, Father, all we can do is just trust you. You still sits on the throne. And, Father, I thank you for that. Thank you, Father, Lord, just for who you are. Because we know you are awesome, amazing God. So, Father, I thank you for that. And, Father, I pray for whoever listen to this podcast on today. They know that even though everything is not going to where their routine used to be or how it used to be. But, Father, I pray that they accept the challenge as something new. That they just trust you and don't be afraid and to know that God that you are our salvation and to and that we will trust you not be afraid that you are our strength and our song and thank you father for everything you have done because I know without a shadow of doubt we will come out of this on top. We will have testimonies we will have people who have tried to create business in their home they will begin to flourish people that want to be able to work from home they will have the opportunity to be able to work for home, don't have to work for nobody but work for themselves, so Father I thank you that you open up people's minds to have creative ways to do and Father I thank you that when people start to moan and gripe and complain about this and that, they follow you quick in their spirit, be like don't do that, don't moan, don't complain because he hate that that God don't like us when we complain, be thankful and be grateful because the situation can be so much worse, so Father I just want to say I thank you for that because I know that you are awesome and amazing, God. So, guys, until next time. Until next time, I hope y'all have a blessed and amazing Wednesday. And today, I challenge you just to trust God and do not be afraid. Just know that this accept this challenge is something new. Just be like, okay, God, I'm accepted. Whatever you want me to do, I'm gonna do it. Just just start spending more time with God, have an intimate relationship, and just know that God know what He's doing. And this did not catch Him by surprise. It probably caught us. By surprise. But it did not catch me by surprise. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, hope y'all have a blessed and amazing week.